It's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday in May. The sun is beating down on the desert sand and rocks that line your view out of the diner window. You blow on your steaming cup of coffee and sit back as you patrol the highway for the start of your morning shift. As you start on your second mug, you can see a dust cloud in the distance. It starts small, but quickly grows in size and speed until you can just make out the tires of a car. Before it can completely blow past you into the sprawling desert, you begin to head toward your car, but stop short. You know that unmarked car speeding by. It must be Judge Wonker, late on her way to work. You don't pay her much attention because this is based, biased, or BS. Hello one and hello all to the podcast (laughs) where two best friends tell one true story. (laughs) My name is Zach. And I'm Maddie. And this is based, biased, or BS. I just, I couldn't do the regular hello, hello. I sounded like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) And I'm Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) We're not redoing it, but I'm just pointing it out. Okay, I can't wait to listen. Uh, (laughs) Um, Hello, everyone, and thank you for clicking on today's episode. (laughs) Yes, thank you for joining us. We're very grateful for your presence. For your ears. For your noses. (laughs) (laughs) If you have them. Yeah. I found a delicious treat at Costco. Not sponsored, but they are delicious glass pots (laughs) i should say oblong glass pots filled with like chocolate (laughs) chocolate ganache chocolate crumble a chocolate mousse and like topped with chocolate ganache and it comes (laughs) in a pack of six and you know in this household of of two i've eaten half (laughs) and half are still in the fridge and we're working on the rest yeah um what you described to me was a fancy cup of mud yeah do you remember minus the worms yeah (laughs) but there were chocolate shavings so wear mask Ooh, curlied yeah cute it well as curly as one can be at such a small size and then like you have to have a smaller (laughs) spoon if you have a big spoon it's not gonna work yeah skinny and tiny okay enough about us today well, we have to talk a little bit more about us because today we're talking a lot about Reba. Okay, and that has a lot to do with us. <laughs> and that has a lot to do with us. I would say Reba it's is kind of the a solid pillar in our yeah. friendship. Yeah, I was gonna say the first stepping stone, but I like pillar. Pillar <laughs> <It> just... <laughs> feels <laughs> pillar feels better for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of the basis. Our first thing that we connected on that we both enjoyed, the Reba, was the show called Reba? I think it was yes. just called Reba. It, it, the show is <laughs> called, called Reba. The show is called Reba. It's amazing. And she's a survivor, baby. <laughs> she's a single mom who works too hard. She loves her kids and never stops. <laughs> with this, with the, Gentle what? hands and the heart of a fighter. And a heart of She's a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if that's relatable at all to today's story because <laughs> she does not have gentle hands let me tell you okay 
She ha- but she does have the heart of a fighter. Um, today we're talking about the film Reba McIntyre's The Hammer. And I will... Is it called? Yes. <laughs> it is called on every piece of everything I saw in the credits, in the title scene, on the thing that I clicked on, on the Lifetime app to watch it. It's called Reba McIntyre's The Hammer. And I quote, Reba McIntyre's The Hammer. Okay. So I'll stick by that. It's going to be what this episode is called as well. <laughs> Zach watches it. Reba McIntyre's The Hammer. <sighs> um, so as you can imagine, it features... And is executive produced by Reba McIntyre. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) It also features um, in leading roles, Melissa Peterson. Yes. Yep. Kay Shoma Mechi. And I'm very sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. And (laughs) Miss McIntyre's real life boyfriend, Rex Lynn. He's an actor in the film. Whoa. Um, it, yeah, it came out. <laughs> so Reba's, Reba's got her paws all over this. <laughs> ne- Nepo baby. Nepo baby. Um, Nepo baby. But he's, in all fairness, he is a like established actor. Uh. They met on the set of a film. Okay. I didn't write it down, but he's not just randomly in this film. He also does acting. Um, okay. It was released in January of 2023. So This is probably the, um, the most recent <laughs> film the most recent and i will i want to give a shout out to the lifetime app if there's anything you want to watch of lifetime it is on the app for free you just have to watch commercials and by commercials i mean sometimes you have to sit through so many commercials of reba mcintyre's the hammer while you are watching (laughs) reba mcintyre's the hammer yes i watched the trailer i watched the trailer I can't even tell you how many times. No. I was like, can their algorithm be a little bit better where <laughs> they can understand I'm already watching the thing they're trying to get me to watch? They're really pushing the movie right now. And you will see that if you enter the Lifetime app. And, they, and does that mean I'm the demographic? I'm the target demographic if I've been like knowing about this movie since before it premiered? I didn't mean to know about <laughs> you, it like that. But I you told think me I've about this about movie it. in 2022. Yeah. yeah, and it hadn't come out yet, and I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> is this the first? Is this the most recent film that you've been eagerly awaiting the premiere? <laughs> I guess. When's the last time? The Twilight. Literally, movies? I can't tell you. What? <laughs> the book thief. The Twilight movies. Yes. <laughs> the no, Hunger thief. Games. Wait, Hunger Games. Oh, Hunger Games. For sure. Yeah. I was more obsessed with. That's another story. Never mind. Yeah. I don't think those movies will grace our podcast anytime soon, hopefully. I wish. Do <laughs> no, I? You don't wish. I don't <laughs> no. wish. I don't wish. I don't wish. I okay, don't wish. back to Reba. Back to Reba. Back to Reba. That's really all the film facts I have for us today because it's so recently out and still like airing on TV as we speak. Your opinions are hot off the press. Correct. I'm <laughs> okay. right off live tv baby okay so today we're going to talk about a woman named kimberly a wonker so she is the woman that the movie the hammer is based around um her experiences some of her life um so we're going to talk a little bit about her early life as well as her experience of being her specific kind of judge and then 
a little bit about why she's called the Hammer. In the movie, her name is Kim Wheeler. Okay. A much easier name than Kimberly A. Wonker, (laughs) I'll say. They they adjusted the name. They adjusted the name, I'll say that. I'll tell you this is what I know. She's not a beautiful redhead. Red. I'm saying she's beautiful. She does not have flame and red locks. That is a Remus. I mean, who could? Who could have? I know. I know. So, Kimberly. She read the script and she goes, "Yeah, this woman's gonna have red hair, though." (laughs) Well, actually, she got she got a call that said, "There's a movie being made about you, and Reba McIntyre is playing you." And she went, "That's cool. That's great." (laughs) My, the way my (laughs) knees would buckle underneath me. If, if Reba was playing me in a movie, I would fall to the God's earth. Well, the, yeah, there's a lot of reasons I would fall to God's earth if you if Reba was playing you in a movie. I had paid the right? little bucks to see that. But I think as you learn a little bit about Kim, she does prefer to be called Kim. I'll say it now. She okay. does prefer Kim. Yep, she does in the movie as well. Yeah, she. She is not the type to fall to her knees to the Lord's earth in a situation such as this. So, she was born on September 18th, 1961 in Phillipsburg, Kansas. Okay. Um, To David Wonker and Claudia K. Nas. Kim was raised in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, where she graduated from Scotts Bluff Senior High School, Nebraska Western College, the University of Nebraska, and the University of Nebraska College of Law. So okay. that's three three colleges in Yeah, she was like boom, boom, boom. She said, Give me the knowledge, give me the knowledge. <laughs> soak it up, soak it up. <laughs> so Kim worked um, as a page in college as well as a legislative research intern for the Nebraska legislature. So okay. do you know what a page is? Um, um, a page is Beyond like, book. it's, yeah, that's all I'm thinking is like a piece of paper. It's, no, I'm trying to make it's it basic. Up. It's basically a personal assistant to the senators. Okay. So they would get the senators food and drinks. <laughs> I and was really trying to be like, send things out what is for it? them. What is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> no, it's literally just like personal assistant. Okay. Um, so Kim was also selected to be a member of Phi Beta Kappa, which is the oldest and most prestigious academic honor society in the United States. Okay. Which is found interesting. I was like, okay. She's got a lot of brains in there. And mm-hmm. then she is also the first rural district female judge in Nevada. Rural district female judge in Nevada. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a first female of something. Yeah. Which is always special. Yeah, that's a little bit represented in the movie when she strolls into town and her the former judge's assistant quits because he doesn't want to work under a woman. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Very so interesting. It, it kind of follows that she's a trailblazer in this rural town. Yeah. Well, and so she started practicing law in Colorado in 1987 and then she moved to Nevada in 1989, where she joined the law firm Gordon and Silver Limited. In 1995, she started her own law firm, Kimberly A. Wonker Limited, where she dealt mostly with employment law and litigation, as well as representing casinos in Nevada. 
Okay. And Nevada is the place for casinos. Um, I've been to a casino once and I was too scared to do anything. So I think the answer to that is no. (laughs) I was like, if I touch one of these machines, I will fall into so much debt and they won't even let me out of this establishment. That's a, it's catastrophizing at its finest. Right. I'm like, I'm okay with it in this aspect. It's probably better for yeah. me. Yeah. And, yeah. and, un, yeah, I can't. And I don't one time someone, ever. I don't know where I heard it, but someone said the phrase that playing the lottery or gambling is government tax on the stupid. And I've never been able to get that out of my head. So I just like... <laughs> Because all that money goes to, like, the government. I guess not at casinos, but if you play the lottery and stuff, it just goes to the government. That's always what I think of whenever I want to buy, like, a scratch-off ticket. I'm like, I'm not paying Illinois nothing. Sorry, Illinois. (laughs) Well, you do pay something. Yeah, and I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. Okay, (laughs) moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So, Kim, let's bring it back to Kim. (laughs) Please do. So Kim is also an adrenaline junkie. Throughout her life, she has continually chased thrill and speed as she both collects and races cars. She rides motorcycles. She uh, rides motorbikes and loves skiing and wakeboarding. Thank you for saying. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Honestly, (laughs) because the entire movie, Reba. Anytime she's behind the wheel of a car, she is going over 100 miles an hour. And I know this because multiple characters in the movie say, slow down, you're going over 100 miles an hour. And it's never explained. Like, that's literally a sentence said in the movie. The first thing that happens in the entire movie is exactly how you opened this episode is that scene of the dust coming and then she just speeds past the cop but in the movie the cop is like not on my watch and he jumps in the car and pulls her over and she who else comes out of the car but reba mcintyre my jaw dropped i was like reba why are you speeding (laughs) through town (laughs) and the cop pulls her over and he was going you're you're going over 100 miles an hour it's only 70 don't you know what and she goes do you know who i am just country accents everywhere well she and she reveals that she's the new judge in town that's her accent that's her (laughs) yeah i guess that's who she is but (laughs) but yeah she is the new judge in town but they never explained any of the speeding or why Which that actually did happen she did get pulled over on her first day of work speeding She had to prove she was the judge, and the only thing she could prove that she was the judge with is she had her robe in the back of her car. And he was like, yeah, okay, ding, ding, ding. I guess. That's exactly what happened. Okay, I'd love to see it. She was like, I don't have, what did he ask for? Some type of, like, paperwork or something. Yeah. And she goes, it's my first day, buddy. I'm going, my, I'm going there. Yeah. And she goes, well, I have my robe. Pulls it out, and he goes, okay, fine. And then she goes, because he pulls a gun out at her. Because she was speeding. I did not see that. <laughs> she was speeding and then didn't pull over also. Yeah. Um, so then when he finally pulled her over, he pulled his gun out. That whole thing happens with the robe. And then as she's leaving, she says, if I if I ever hear you pulled your weapon. Wait, if I, <laughs> if I ever hear that you pulled your weapon on a traffic stop again, you and I will have a problem. 
And I was like, okay. That, Reba said a cab. That makes sense <laughs> for her. She's very by the books. Yeah. She was like, that's not protocol. No. Don't pull your weapon. No, I say circuit riding. You say. <laughs> you said what now? <laughs> I didn't I know say the phrase. Circuit riding? Circuit riding. Uh-huh. Your brain says. Uh-huh. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's what my brain says. When I first I've saw never it, heard the phrase in my life. When I first saw circuit circuit writing, circuit writing, <laughs> oh. I was like, "Oh, that sounds exciting." Then I read the f- definition. So, uh, circuit writing was the practice of a judge, sometimes called a circuit writer, okay. traveling okay. to a judicial district to preside over court cases. So it's basically just the definition of what. Kim does. A traveling, a traveling judge. Ditch. Yes. So. Got it. A large part. But of- I understand now what you were acting asking me was circuit writing correct. It <laughs> does sound, one of, part of my brain is like, ooh, it's like little electrical circuits, like jumping all around right. my house, lighting oh. up my house. Oh, not where That's my, kind of, okay. Like when I turn, when I flip this <laughs> on switch, all the circuit writers are like, go boys, go. Oh. And they run around my house. Like the time you unplug the microwave <laughs> to see if it would make your Wi-Fi work. <laughs> Don't talk about it. My circuit writers were weak that day. <laughs> okay, back to the real okay. actual circuit writers, okay. even the though I love that writer. image. So. A large part of being a traveling judge is the traveling, and for Kim, that means by car down a long stretch of US-95. With all that in mind, it should come as no surprise that since 2011, she's been a traveling circuit judge, and still is Okay. to this day. So Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Now, a long time okay. ago, traveling judges were more common as like, and by a long time ago, I mean like pre- United States fully being the United States, like as territories are popping up. You're talking a long time ago. I'm talking a long time ago. So like 1700s. Yeah. And like, we're more, it was like sparse populations and there weren't just like people, like there weren't judges for every town. They had to travel. So there would be, there was a lot of traveling judges. The population in her specific judicial area, Kim's, hasn't really changed very much so it still requires a traveling circuit judge because her um her jurisdiction is the fifth district circuit which includes nye county mineral county and esmeralda county and so mineral county has about uh 4,500 people nye county has about 53,000 people wow so Pretty opposite. And And we're talking like counties, not cities. Counties, not cities. A county is multiple cities. Multiple cities, correct. And that's only 4,000, 5,000. That was 4,500. Like empty, empty land. Mm -hmm. So that's that's mineral. Nye County is the big one, and that one has about 53,000 people, but that's really just concentrated (laughs) in one area. Area. And then the last one is Esmeralda County, and that has about 700 people. 700? Yes, 700. Okay, golly yeah. gee. That's so empty. But just for some for some conte- context, um, well, actually, let me use Chicago's in Cook County, right? 
Okay, so just as like, so Chicago is a, is a pretty large city within Cook County. There are many other cities as well. And that has a population of 5.1 million people <laughs> in one county. And mm. I was telling you about three different counties that barely make up 60,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep that in mind in terms of like population. So right, and that's kind of why they still need the circuit judge. Is the traveling judge, not yep. enough people to need a right. judge in every town all the time. So they exactly. have to travel around. Got it. And so in total, her jurisdiction spans over twenty five thousand miles and takes her at least three days to complete getting mm. through. Okay. Um. So. She's hearing hundreds of cases at each of her three stops in Goldfield, Hawthorne, and Tonopa, and then driving hundreds of miles in between. But that's Kim. Her car is packed with a sleeping bag, a blanket, flashlights, and anything she might need should she get stranded in one of her small towns. And that includes a portable grill, which she pulled out one evening while studying up on cases and proceeded to make herself a steak. (laughs) Um, even now, many of the places she holds court in are not equipped with Wi-Fi, let alone metal detectors. So she has her nine millimeter handgun and the occasional bailiff to accompany her to court. Um, but some courtrooms also still have like relics from the past. At least the article that the movie is inspired by talked about how there were places for a person to put their Stetson hat, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like, I would refer to it as like. A fedora almost it's okay. not it's a big a wider brim mm-hmm. than a fedora but it has like the height kind of yeah um but like a place where you could put your hat because a long time ago men had to wear hats always to court so you had to have a place to put your hat when the um judge came in and still to this day you can't wear a hat in court once the judge is, i think you have to take your hat off as soon as you get in the courtroom yeah mm. but it was just interesting to see like there's all these relics of the past and like a boar's head over her in one of the places she's presiding and just like all these old timey kind of configurations, very wild West. Yes. The character that you're painting of Kim is exactly what I saw in the movie. She had a grill. Okay. She pulled a grill out. The, but they didn't give me any context. I didn't get any of that beautiful circuit judge traveling whatever background. So I was like, Mm. she was, first of all, homeless. She didn't have a home. She just lived in her car. So, and hotels. So I was very confused about why she was driving everywhere. She pulled out a grill. She started grilling and her bailiff best friend, which I don't know what was happening there, but they were like best friends. Not in a lesbian way, but in a, because the bailiff was a woman in this, Um, just in a, our judges and bailiff's best friends. I don't know. For Kim, it makes sense. Yeah. For Kim, it makes sense. The bailiff says something about, oh, I can't eat that. I'm vegetarian. And Reba goes, it's not meat. It's sausage. (laughs) She was grilling sausages and she goes, it's not meat, it's sausage. Okay. Well, she did travel from motels, um, but her car was mostly like a last resort situation as if like her car broke down or something, not her. Yes, she did like sleeping in it and camping in it because she was very, a very much individual person thrived as an individual, did Mm -hmm. not need 
anyone else. Yeah. Um, but in her work could still admire the people around her and still saw every person that worked in the courthouses so, as human beings and got to know them on a certain level and complimented them and treated them as humans and not just the people that worked at the building she was the judge of. So that makes sense about the bailiff. Yeah. Without yeah, there being she, a specific. Yeah. She even when she was given the opportunity to sleep in the motels, she wanted to sleep in her car. She was like, it's too stuffy in there. I want to sleep out here. And she definitely. Interesting. Everyone she interacted with, she tried to really like be personable with them and learn facts about them. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense for her. So, so now that we've kind of painted a picture of him, why is she called the hammer? Well, yeah. she brought order to a formerly Wild west like court circuit. Mm-hmm. People used to allow their children to run around the courtroom. They would take cell phone calls. They would show up late and slovenly and with a general air of not caring. And these are people accused of drug-related charges as well as domestic violence and sexual assault. And they're expecting second chances. Mm-hmm. Um, and spoiler alert, they wouldn't find any. Um, and then Kim also would read for a better lack of, I don't know how else to say it. She would read the attorneys of these people who Mm -hmm. were showing up late because the attorneys would also show up late. So she'd be like, what do you think you're doing? If I can get to this town on time, certainly you can too. Yeah. It was very no nonsense. Okay. Um, because she relies on her farm roots and her family ethics, which is to stand up and be accountable for your own failures. She is known to to stay up late and overnight to read and educate herself as much as possible on the next day's cases. And though she is considered a conservative justice, her acquittal rate is closer to 50% than the 90% that is common among conservative justices. Um, And that means more often than not, the jury is not finding the defendant guilty. Okay. So she's not sending as many people to jail. To jail. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. As, conser- as like is typically found in a conservative justice. Got it. But with that being said. Wait. Okay. So is that all you have about that's like she just she like <laughs> she whipped them into shape. I know. I have a little bit more. Okay. Okay. A little bit more. And then one more specific thing about her being. Okay. Called the hammer. So she doesn't deal with liars. She's no nonsense. And she can be quite scary in her swiftly changing demeanor. And though she was appointed by Governor Brian Sandoval in 2011, she won re-election by spending time with the people of her counties. So she went to barbecues and town hall meetings, getting to know the communities and handing out gavel-shaped chocolates. Um, And Kim had more than just the movie interested in her. There were talks of a TV TV. (laughs) <laughs> there were talks <laughs> a, TV, a TV show. A TV show. <laughs> there, <I love> it. <laughs> there were talks of a TV show inspired by the sheer amount of cases that she would go get through because wow. she's traveling all these places doing so many cases a day. Like a judge um, TV show. Yeah, kind oh. of. She was thorough but swift in her judgment and even in the research I could find on her from present day, she has very few like scandals and seems to be very consistent Mm -hmm. in how she rules. So what 
Um, when I think about the traits I'd want in a judge, it would definitely be someone who does their research, uses their empathy when appropriate, and sticks to their word when they make their decision. And that's what I could find about Kim. Um, and then yeah. in an interview she gave to KPVMTV, she said a man named John M. Gliona followed her around at one point and wrote about her in his book, Outback Nevada. Nevada? I think it's both. I think you can say either, but I think people who live there say one, but I don't remember which one it is. I think it's Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. Outback Nevada. Real stories from the Silver State. Okay. And in it, he called Kim the Hammer. So he was the first to give her the name officially. Okay. In terms of the Hammer. Um, But... Did she come off that way, played by our lovely and wonderful Reba? Yeah, she did. That is really pretty accurate. She was very... I like what you had mentioned about her changing demeanor. Because that it was very, like, sweet, kind, southern woman coming to, like, fix everything. Mm-hmm. And let me... Tell me what happened, and I'm going to make everything right. But the second that she was, like someone was lying to her or was being rude in court she was like "Uh uh-uh nope that's not happening i'm she's very by the books yeah they said she had a very teacher or like almost mom-like quality where it's like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna tell you what you did wrong and this is what you need to do to fix it and that's your final chance yeah and that is it and if you're gonna try and go against me or if you screw this up you're going to jail Correct. So. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to bring back... Hammer. The hammer. Um, the hammer. So, it's her first day in court. And she's walking okay. down the steps with her best friend, Bailiff. I'm sorry I didn't write her name down, but I just kept writing best friend, Bailiff. And she has <laughs> coffee, and Reba, Kim Wheeler, um, spills it on the floor. And she's like, oh, no. Okay. Oh, man. Um, bailiff, go get... Go get some towels and clean this up. So the bailiff leaves and the bailiff's like, I'm supposed to call you into court, whatever. So the bailiff's not there. And Kim's, it's her first day in court and she is sitting up in the judge's podium. Okay. It probably has a name. The pedestal, the pulpit. And there's a man in the crowd of the court who is kind of tweaking and kind of like mad that it's a woman judge and he keeps yelling in court and screaming out things that kind of you can't even understand reba keeps going this is your last chance sir if you don't calm down in my court you're getting out of here or something and then the man stands up jumps across the like fence kind of thing that's between no. this <laughs> the audience and the people <laughs> he runs up to her the judge Reba, no. Reba takes her gavel and s- hits him across the face. No, smacks no. him across the face. She does. Fa- yes, she does. She does. She <laughs> hits him across the face. He falls to the ground. Someone gets it on camera. She goes viral as the hammer because she, the judge, hits him with this, the hammer. And the entire time I was watching this, I said, "If this is real, I'm gonna have to see this video." <laughs> of the hammer. Fakeity fake fake. And one time in this movie, I was begging them to use the word 
that you so beautifully used earlier. Gavel. No one said the word gavel. And I'm like, is everyone, do we all just think this is called a hammer? Is everyone just think this thing do that she's. Do think it's called a hammer? No you one were, said the word gavel. There like, I was like, can someone no. say gavel? So I know that this, this is a joke. Because everyone just said hammer the whole time. I saw what you did with that hammer. I was like, gavel. Someone no. said gavel. <laughs> okay, well, I hate to burst burst that for you, but for sure it did not happen. She <sighs> not. I don't think she could practice law. But also, yeah. in my research... She hit him. There was mention of a justice having passed away, which is why Kim was appointed in the first place. Correct. And that is true. Yep. Ju- Judge John P. Davis passed away on January 26, 2011, at the age of 76, after having battled cancer so he wasn't there's nothing suspicious he wasn't murdered no he he wasn't wasn't murdered by the bartender who was sleeping with his wife and then framed it on (laughs) reba's sister that didn't happen well okay reba does okay not reba kim wonkler kim does have a sister does have two sisters okay neither of them were ever arrested are for murdering arrested. the old judge? No. No. Okay. No. But I was wondering where Melissa... Melissa P- Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, that's was gonna her sister. In. That is um, Kim Wheeler in the movie's sister, who is... She runs kind of like a trailer park brothel. In the best way possible. I have no okay. idea if her actual sisters are this nope. person. <laughs> but in the nope. movie, her sister does this. And she's the one who finds the judge because the judge was at the trailer house brothel. And he died in the trailer park. That's <sighs> Hollywood. Yeah. That's yeah. a Hollywood. And I basically said the, the plot where she's framed for it because he has drugs in her system Who's framed? The, yeah, I just said so many pronouns. Um, <laughs> Chris, who is Kim Wheeler's sister, Melissa Peterson, okay. Reba's sister. Melissa Peterson is framed. Is framed for killing the judge, Judge Brewer. Okay. Okay. But what actually happened is that Judge Brewer's wife was sleeping with the mm-hmm. bartender at the hotel. That mm. Reba McIntyre is staying mm. at. And then <laughs> um, the bartender, or the, <laughs> the wife. Now you're the, giving me an and <laughs> then and tripping <laughs> over the words. The wife <laughs> tells the bartender to kill her husband, who is the judge, and Whoa. he does it. Okay. Fake, fake, fake. Fakety fake. I never fake. And the fake. then, the whole no. time, Reba, <laughs> Reba, is getting death threats. She's what? getting calls on her cell phone that are going. <sighs> no. Do no. you want to end up like Judge Brewer? <sighs> then end your okay. investigation. <sighs> Hollywood, 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 Hollywood. And then she's getting no. notes, <laughs> notes in her car that say sleep tight written on a piece of just printer paper and permanent marker. She, so she did one time 
come death out threats? of oh not death threats <laughs> i i don't remember if it was like a motel she was coming out of or she was just like coming out of her car after having stayed in it and she got up for a second and standing outside were the family of someone she had sentenced to prison and they were just staring okay. at her they didn't do anything or say anything they just like glared hard at her mm-hmm. but it's kind of like a we know where you we know when where you are when you're most vulnerable kind of situation but she yeah. she talks about a lot of precautions she'll take so she drives an unmarked car she doesn't drive in like a robe she has like a nebraska husker sweatshirt and like track mm-hmm. pants on when she's speeding down 95 yeah <laughs> breaking the law <laughs> Breaking the law. She says she knows she's breaking it, but... <laughs> eh. She's getting somewhere eh. to do justice, so it kind of equals out, I guess. Yeah. The second she steps off the judge's stand, she rips that robe off. She loves to be in just, like, normal people clothes, and she's like, call me Kim. And yeah, at the beginning... Call me Kim. At the beginning, when I said the bailiff wasn't there in her first day to, mm-hmm. like, call her into court, because they're supposed to be like, all rise for the Honorable Kim Wex- Wheeler. Not Wexler. Yeah, not Wexler. Instead of that happening, she goes, hey, everybody, I'm the new judge. I'm Kim. Oh, just take a seat. Just take a seat, everybody. Just take a seat. She's very, like, cal- like it's weird, because she's very by the book yourself. in a lot of ways, but she's very calming and puts everyone at ease and just like, we're all going to get through this together. If you tell me the truth, we're going to have a good day. Yeah. If she was, if Reba was my judge, I would be, I'd be doing, I'd be doing <sighs> bell kicks and heel clicks and <laughs> yeah, I'd tap for, dances galore. For real. For real. Keep her for you. Um, do you have anything in your research about a corrupt drug tester, court appointed drug tester man no but i did find in my research a man who missed his first court appointment and he was a drug runner and he missed his first court appointment because his plane ran his private jet ran out of gas in death valley and (laughs) and kim said roll my eyes at that (laughs) roll my eyes at that your private jet ran out of gas not in my courtroom yeah exactly there was no. like um, probably seven different plots happening in this movie at the same oh. time. Okay. So, which I kind of think is represented in what you were saying with Kim had a lot of cases all the time, all over the place going on. Yeah. So she was, one of her cases was figuring out this death of the former um, judge. Right. There was one case with a, I don't know the exact term for it, but it's someone who drug tests people who are going through rehab to be like, they're clean, okay. like court appointed rehab, they're clean sure. so the judge can send them back into the public. And he was testing girls, I don't know how old they were, they were like teens, and it was like, if you don't go on a date with me or if you don't have sex with me, then you're going to end up negative or you're going to end up positive. Bad Hollywood, bad Hollywood, bad Hollywood. (laughs) So that was kind of happening under her nose. Like as she was the judge, she was sending Mm -hmm. people, these girls back into rehab because of their positive drug tests that weren't correct. If that makes any sense. 
that was a plot of the movie, which she eventually ended up figuring out and getting this guy sent to jail. It was weird. I'm sorry, but it was weird. I love Reba, but I don't, so I don't want to like talk too bad on the movie because she was involved in it. But they really said, what, what can a judge do? What, what other jobs can a judge do? So she started taking on like, she was almost like a police officer investigating things. She was like going to people's houses. She was like knocking on doors being like, did you, have you been drug tested by this man? But I'm like, she is not an investigator. She's She's a judge. Isn't this illegal? Shouldn't she? I feel like judges are only allowed to hear evidence in the courtroom. And she was going out trying to get witnesses to prosecute this man. (laughs) I was like, judges don't do this judges don't do this i think we had to remind ourselves lifetime lifetime and i'm like if you want to make a movie about reba as a cop i would love to watch it but well copaganda still but i would love to watch reba it really feels like they took this amazing woman's personality and her job ethics and like is that how you say it job ethic Work ethic. Work ethic. Her like (laughs) her morals. Her morals, yeah, and put her into this movie. Yeah, I and I I tried not to like find out much on the movie, but because it is so new, my sources were mainly the article that the movie was inspired by, which came out in 2013. Another Mm -hmm. article written in 2016, and then what what I could find here and there about her from like government websites, because she's still an active judge. Right. So I, and what was kind of cool to me is I was like, well, there isn't much on her in the news, Kim, Kim Wonker, because she is good at her job. Right. For the most part. There's and some I things feel like about judges, her getting like you only reprimanded. Make news right. You only make news. Right. And I was like, ugh, <laughs> I can't find too much on her. But what was interesting was I couldn't really find much on her early life. And I wonder if any of that has to do with, because once you get married, so much more of your information is like public to the government. She never mm. got married and she never had kids. So well, she's been a single woman her whole life. The movie... Yeah. The movie gives some facts about her... Uh, okay, the word facts we'll use loosely in this word. But Reba talks about her childhood as Kim, as the Kim character. Okay. Not to say that this is what actually happened to Kim as a child, but her character sure. in the movie talks about that she had an abusive father who locked her in the attic. Attic. All I could find was a strong family <clears throat> sense of family. So her mom died young, her sister left town, and daddy took it out on me. Then I left I to don't... Las Vegas, and I've been there ever since. When I was 12 years old, my daddy locked me underneath the stairs. No food, barely any water, and I sat in my own filth for two days. Okay, that's Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote um, from the movie. <laughs> no. I don't so, think... I, I, maybe that's true. I couldn't find barely anything on her <laughs> it's not true her parents. she was not locked in the basement underneath the stairs that's harry potter <laughs> that's well harry potter. and i also know that like reba never actually went to any didn't actually meet her in person they only spoke over okay. the phone and through text so she would ask her questions 
about how would you respond to this? What would you, what would, how would you react to this? What, what do you think mm-hmm. of this? As opposed, as, as opposed to going and like watching, observing her, which I feel like yeah. makes sense to me because Reba's going to do Reba. Like he yeah. can ask her to, to observe someone, but she's going to do Reba. Exactly. And I love her for it. Yeah. I love her. <sighs> Gosh. How is I feel her like boyfriend? there's so many things that I can't. Oh yeah. We didn't even get to her boyfriend because that's a whole nother the- case that's happening in the movie oh, where she is, <laughs> she is obviously like coming in on all of the old judges cases who had just died. So she's picking sure. up where he had just left off on a lot of these cases. And one of them is with the like, you know, that archetype in rural towns, like, oh, you don't mess with this family. They're the rich family. They own all this stuff. Like, they're the, I didn't write their names down, but they're like the whatever family. And they're, they own all, (laughs) what am I saying? They're just like the richest people in this entire county. Okay. Which means they have a lot of power. And their son is in court for something to do with one of his friends died when they were like having a party night out or something Mm. and since they're rich they're pressuring Reba to set him free and like just on like a slap on the wrist but she's by the books and she knows that that won't be best for him in the long run she says he has to learn his lesson and so now these rich people are kind of pressuring her and they're who you think killed the old judge for most of the movie and this the rich man the father of the family is yes her boyfriend her boyfriend as i was saying that i just remembered i said something wrong earlier but his wife reba's boyfriend's (laughs) wife in the movie (laughs) the rich family (laughs) she's the one (laughs) she's the one who's cheating and with the bartender who kills the judge not the bar not the judge's <laughs> wife. Who's cheating? <laughs> What's happening? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And you Just... never told me anything about Melissa Peterson. <laughs> you didn't tell me anything about my girl BJ. Yeah, BJ is her sister who's accused yeah, of but... murder. <laughs> Who's accused of murdering the old judge simply because she is kind of a sex worker or she's kind of in charge of the sex workers. And so they're like, that's where the drugs are that killed the judge. <laughs> she's the madam. <laughs> she was kind of the madam. Yeah. Okay. And also their dad had dementia, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things happening all at the same time that I was so confused and yet so entertained. And then every so often Reba would say things like that's hotter than a squirrel tied to a fishnet. And also what time period is this? Because what does one wear in a brothel these days? (sighs) Well, I'm picturing her in like, like (laughs) gowns, like a striped red and black gown with a bustier and no, no, this is not Uh, 18th century France. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just said brothel because just to get that idea across, but it was really just four or five trailer park trailers. Got it. Got it. Got it. Around that they slept in. 
So jean shorts? So she was wearing jean shorts, tank tops, yep, flip flops. Got it. Got <laughs> this it. is, yeah, it seemed like present day. Okay, I had to get my brain there because it was putting two worlds together that didn't belong. Yeah, not an actual brothel, a modern day trailer park yeah. brothel. Got it. So, what do you think? Is it based? BS. It's BS. Don't even finish. (laughs) Don't even finish talking. Don't even finish talking. (laughs) The character of Kim is based. She feels very correct. And it feels like that is what they took and said, we love this character and Reba would play the hell out of it, which she does. And let's and just we'll put her, her in, in the plot. middle of, <laughs> throw her in the middle of a small town drama <sighs> where everyone's sleeping with everyone and there's a murderous bartender and stalker. Were you entertained? It was BS, but this was the most entertained I think I've been of the movies that I've watched. I was laughing the entire time. <laughs> I don't think it you was a to joy. That. she's dancing she's dancing it was a joy to watch i was laughing the whole time when she crept up to her car because it was the door was open and she was scary music was playing and she says who's been in my car and she opens the door and there's just this flimsy little paper that says sleep tight on it died i died burst out laughing I had to pause it and send a picture to you. I'll post it on our Instagram. I know. You've never done that before. You've never spoiled anything for me I've, before. Not that I it just spoiled it. I will never watch this movie. I have to say. I'll never watch this movie. <laughs> I will never watch this movie. Not this movie. Movie. It, I loved it. Um, and again, it's available for free on the Lifetime app. Just have to watch With a couple commercial commercials about the movie you're watching. Of it. Of it. <laughs> Of the movie you're watching. Um, I wanted to <sighs> end on one last thing that she says. Yeah, yeah it's BS. We, I didn't need any figuring BS. that out. It's BS. <laughs> it's, BS. Um, it's BS. She she starts praying. She prays a lot in the movie. Um, oh. Right before she goes into court for the first day. Yeah, she's super. It was very God-centered part of it. Um, she says she's praying to god the god to him lord and savior to (laughs) capital h-i-m um i only ask that you give me the strength not to strangle any anybody or pee my pants in the courtroom amen (laughs) pee my pants in the courtroom two extremes not to strangle anybody or to pee pee my my pants in the courtroom amen no one would know (laughs) under that robe anyway exactly it's probably pretty absorbent too yeah you could wear a diaper you could for right. sure wear a diaper. Um, yeah, as I said, we will post some pictures of definitely Reba <laughs> and definitely of the Kim, the real Kim. Yeah. What was her last name? Wonker. Wonker. No comment. Um, on our Instagram. <laughs> and sorry, I'm sorry. She's a great woman. She's a great woman with a <laughs> unfortunate an even name. temperament. with an even temperament and a beautiful accent and we thank you for your service to those counties that maddie said earlier (laughs) okay um next week if you want to watch ahead you don't have to but if you want to know what we're going to talk about before we actually do um what you'll want to watch is party monster um i forget what year it came out 
I actually don't know, but just be sure to watch. It's, it's 2003, I think. I think it's 2003 as well. Um, be sure to watch that and not the documentary. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Be prepared for that next week, next Friday. Yeah. Woo-hoo. You got anything else? It's warming up out there, folks. Don't forget to <laughs> take your daily walks and get your vitamin D. <laughs> No, no excuse for not getting your daily deep. Okay. <laughs> Don't say that. Speaking Cut of walks. That. Yeah. Speaking of walks, yesterday, or maybe not yesterday, but two days ago, I got, guess how many steps? How many? 25,000. No. <laughs> yeah. How many hours of the day were you awake? Um... I don't know, like probably the standard, like 12 to 14. It was just a lot of walking. I Googled it or I did a steps to miles converter and it was 12 and a half miles. You're just a walking. (sighs) Those feet were made for walking. Yeah, they were. If you've ever seen me in real life, you know I've got these calves. (laughs) Okay. Before we get sued by whoever's saying that, we're going to go and we'll see you next week. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Peace and love. No, they can't see and that. And Reba. No, they, they can't, can't see, see you it. waving the peace sign. Don't tell them. I can, though. So in 1995, happy birthday to us, she decided to start. <laughs> happy her birthday own law to you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot. I'm the baby. Okay. <laughs> Cut that. Cut that. Steven. In 1995, she started her. <laughs> it was Steven. <laughs> He's in my brain. In 1995, she. <clears throat> okay. My lips are dry.